Welcome to the Pirates Overboard Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Ostwick, joined alongside Jonathan Luters. We are two student athletes excited to sit down with fellow Pirates to talk about their experience here at the Hall and learn more about them on a personal level. Go check out and follow the Pirates Overboard Instagram page for all of our content. And if you want to go watch our podcasts, go to our YouTube page at Pirates Overboard. So let's get into it. Zana Baines is in her grad year here at SHU, where she is a star guard slash forward for your Lady Pirates basketball team. Hailing from Blackwood, New Jersey, Azana was one of the top women's basketball prospects coming out of Gloucester High School in New Jersey. And after previously attending Duke and Virginia Tech, she comes back to her home state for a senior and grad year to compete for the Pirates. We discuss Azana's time for Seton Hall, how she got into basketball, competing for the prestigious Team USA, among other topics all pertaining to Azana. Azana is an awesome addition to the Seton Hall University Athlete Community, and we are excited to get down and talking with her. So without further ado, Azana Baines. <laughs> there you go. Well, it's been worth the wait. I've been excited for this one, Jonathan, and we're glad to have you in studio. You've been traveling all, of, all over the place. We just were talking about a little bit before. So first things first, how are you on this rainy, cold night in December? <laughs> Not gonna lie, I'm a little tired. Appreciate the honesty. Um, feel like I'm still kind of just recovering from like the Bahamas trip, mm-hmm. and then Wednesday's game, as you guys know, is a long game yeah. going into the double oh, overtime. Yeah. So just kind of still recovering from that. As 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 Joe Morales, who's working the board for us uh, behind the scenes today, calling that game, that double overtime game. Uh, so definitely a late night uh, for you guys. So. I asked you coming up the elevator, so I want you to give it to all the fans out there. How many overtime, double overtime games have you played in your career? That was my first one. (laughs) So check that one off the bucket list. Yes. Does it hit a a square in the bingo card maybe a little bit? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. That was a fun game to play in. Yeah, and it was entertaining to watch. um, Your teammate, Micah Gray, uh, hitting that game-tying three Made it to Sports Center top ten, yeah, number, number two, two play right? yeah. on Sports yeah. Center, so that's really really cool. And then going, so you played Princeton on Wednesday. Today's Friday, yeah, on Wednesday, and you came off a really great trip in the Bahamas. Talk to us about playing, what it was like playing in the Bahamas. Um, well, as you guys know, we played USC, mm-hmm. which was number eight team in the country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think just walking into that game. Uh, of course, we were focused on Juju because she's yeah. she was the top freshman in mm-hmm. her class coming into college. Um, but, you know, I think we're all just as locked in on their other players as well. And um, I think we went out there with the goal of, like, you know, sticking to the things that we've been doing the whole season, even in preseason. Like, mm-hmm. as far as, like, our our defense, what we do on defense, our, our standards and stuff like that. Um, and then just playing our game on the offensive end, um, not letting them speed us up and, you know, not really going into the game like scared just because they're the number eight team. I think we walked in that game with a lot of confidence. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of just carried over into the next game playing uh, ECU. Um, that was a great game. I think just the entire game we were just in a great flow offensively, defensively, Um and yeah, we just had a whole lot of fun, and it's just like you're in the Bahamas, so yeah. you're having fun. <laughs> you're having fun regardless, and it all just carried over into the games, honestly. Yeah, you can tell watching the energy down there and the the focus, uh, the emphasis on the defensive side. But what is the atmosphere like playing down in the Bahamas? Because 
I know uh, Jonathan travels a lot. I, I really don't travel a lot, but you're out of the country. You're playing in the Bahamas. It's over, uh, over Thanksgiving or a little bit before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So what was that atmosphere like down there? Um, beautiful weather, uh, <laughs> beautiful scenery, uh, lots of people, you know, it was great to be able to see, um, not even just me, but you know, some of my teammates as well were able to see like, uh, former teammates that they might have had on like mm-hmm. other teams that was there and stuff like that um and you know even the people that were from the Bahamas that we mm-hmm. would like talk to or just like run into uh they were lovely people mm-hmm. I mean it was this one lady on the beach who sold like bracelets mm-hmm. and uh like necklaces and anklets that she handmade herself and you know we talked to her every day that we were there. We talked to her, had great conversation, spent so much money on her jewelry <laughs> and stuff like that. It was so, good business right Yes, <laughs> yeah. So I think the atmosphere in all was just great. Yeah, and it looked like it saw some of the social media stuff that you guys were posting on the beach after games and stuff like that. You guys got another game tomorrow night. It's it's a grind, basketball, baseball. Because you have games during the week, weekends. It doesn't really matter. that You're scheduled so many games. You're playing Maryland Eastern Shore. Uh, tomorrow and tomorrow's a a really big game in the sense that we're here at Seton Hall we're celebrating the 50th year of women's sports at the university so a lot of alumni alumni are coming back we saw some today I know we were lifting this afternoon at like three o'clock and alumni were walking through the weight room they're like whoa this is the new weight room this is awesome (laughs) to see so talk to us about uh what what are you most excited for tomorrow's game um I think just that in itself, you know, celebrating the 50, uh, 50 years of women's um, athletics, I think that in itself is just like something to be very excited about and mm-hmm. something to, it's an honor to be able to play uh, tomorrow, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of gives us something to play for, you know, outside of just like our team and our coaches and stuff like that. Um, you know, and it was great to even listen to some of the first um, woman athletes here that, you know, wasn't granted like scholarships and stuff mm-hmm. like that kind of just walk-ons um like you said they were surprised to see the new weight room and yeah. they couldn't even they said they couldn't even lift weights when they first started uh playing college basketball so I think just listening to them share their experience and their stories it just makes you so much more like grateful for you know like what we have and the experiences that we're able to get from playing college basketball yeah that is for sure yeah absolutely I mean the kind of the way that you guys haven't now and all of us as athletes and especially for women athletes like the the kind of path that you've carved and for these athletes uh women coming back right seeing everything what was yeah, was there any stories they told like you guys like oh wow like we didn't even have this this is what it was like when we were here was anyone in particular stood out or any cool stories um <laughs> yes <laughs> one of the ladies was talking about how like during halftime i mean it's not really anything that's like so like amazing or whatever but (laughs) it was kind of funny though yeah um she was talking about how like during halftime she would give like a a signal phrase um what was it she said like i feel like i just ate a whole lot or something like that or i feel like (laughs) i just ate and that was like their code to like go smoke a cigarette during halftime during the game (laughs) and i was like oh my gosh are you serious (laughs) and then they were saying like yeah like we could smoke in the buildings we would go outside and smoke during halftime come back i was like wow that's crazy (laughs) and then she was even saying how like um she had took a break during uh during her time in college, I don't know if it was during the season or, like, during just, like, regular, um, you know, uh, school time, 
but she said she took a break, went to New Orleans. Uh, oh wow! Went to Mardi Gras. I'm like oh. during, the, during the season, or I definitely I, I don't know. I'm like, but man, she was having herself a time for real. Oh, I was like, I couldn't imagine ever doing that. Yeah, no, no way. During, yeah. during the season, they're like, hey, coach, I'm gonna just go two weeks down now. Right. Like, no worry, I'll be right back. I'll be, I'll be back soon. Don't worry. Uh, I know it's it's really interesting because I know we're gonna be at the event tomorrow. Yep. And uh, really excited to kind of like, I don't want to say interview, but get to know these individuals yeah. more and like learn about their stories and learn about the time was here. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's always fascinating when they come back, like, wow, it's so different. And mm-hmm. especially for the woman, the path you guys have creating now is really, really cool. So right. see all the stuff you have is awesome. Yes. Yeah, it's definitely a busy weekend. Um, obviously, this is going to come out Monday, but just to kind of summarize everything that's going on this weekend, today there was a panel uh, called Through Her Eye Celebrating 50 Years of Title IX, where a lot of alum got to come back and kind of talk about their experiences here. Uh, tomorrow, there's going to be the obviously the game where I think Jody Brooks is being recognized at halftime. Uh, and then I know a lot of um, alumni are going to be back and they're going to do kind of walking tours around the university, especially the, uh, the new youth center and the downstairs at the rec. Uh, where athletes are going to be invited to come back, kind of lead those tours and like show them the new uh, Richie Reagan Center. And then uh, it caps off at night where there's going to be a little bit of a gala. Um, not really sure what's going to go on with the gala, but we're excited to really cover we'll it. Find out, we're yeah. going to find out. <laughs> we're excited to cover it and kind of get some content there, and it's going to be it's going to be so much fun. Um, so before we get into the time before Seton Hall, so what are some of the things that um, as a leader on the Seton Hall women's basketball team, what are some of the things that you're looking to uh, work on as the season kind of progresses still? Um, of course, I think I'm trying to work on my individual game, um, stepping into this new leader role or just like, you know, my role on the team in general um, is new for me because, you know, I came from Duke my freshman year, um, you know, still trying to figure things out my first year in college, uh, athletics um and then going to Virginia Tech you know I was kind of more like a role player type of thing so for me to come and this year have the position where it's like you know we need you to score the ball we need you to do x y and z um it's something that I'm learning to get used to day by day um but I'm definitely I'm beyond grateful for the opportunity and for this role um and I love being you know, one of the leaders on this team because I think that everybody on the team is so, like, accepting of me. And, you know, we respect each other mutually. So mm. whenever I'm saying something to them or they're saying something to me, we all know that, you know, it's out of love and we just want to genuinely see each other win at the end of the day. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, and we, we, we got to talk to some of your teammates and your coach, of course, and we'll, we'll get to some quotes a little later on. Yeah. We can break it down now. But I talked to one of your teammates, uh, Shaylee, Hagen's mm-hmm. pronouncing that last name and yeah. she was just like so like just singing your praises and she said like she just brings an energy and has a mentality to score and she just got that dog in her <laughs> as she said quote unquote and she also said that she plays like a certain individual from the WNBA so I wanted to ask you do you have a certain NBA player that you represent your uh your game after WNBA that is WNBA because she had an answer uh for you so let's see yeah. if it matches up here <laughs> I mean, my favorite player personally is uh, Maya Moore, but oh, uh, some people say I remind them of like a Candace Parker a little bit. Okay, okay. but she said Aja Wilson was a comparison that she was. Oh, doing. So, yes, yes, yeah. yes. Okay, yeah, all right, we're on the same page. Yeah, yes, yes, same page. Yes. yeah. So she was like, she just has an energy that just she brings, and like just give me a ball, I'm gonna score, mm-hmm. and uh, it's like a kind of like a presence that like we all kind of like take upon, and uh, she couldn't say enough high praise about you. So 
had to drop that one in there. We'll get some more quotes a little later on. Yeah, we'll, so. we'll get to those later. So let's go back before high school and, and, and college basketball. What got you into playing basketball? Um, Growing up, I kind of just played a bunch of different sports. Um, mm-hmm. And I think my s- stepfather, who he has passed away uh, in 2020. but mm-hmm. No, thank you. Um. He was the one who kind of like encouraged me to play sports because he was a he was a sports guy himself. Like he played football, he played baseball, he uh played basketball. So he kind of encouraged me to play sports. Um, he was the one who was always signing me up because Lord knows my mom wasn't gonna sign me up for it. <laughs> <laughs> so he signed me up for like all the different teams, like either in just like the club, like intramural teams and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like around the community and stuff. Um, so yeah, he got me into it, and then. I I played like softball, I ran track, I played soccer, um, and then basketball was actually the last sport that I tried out and Really? Yeah, that was the one that I just stuck with. I was like, Yeah, this is this is the one for me. Mm-hmm. At, at what age did you start doing basketball? I would say around like mm, seven. On seven. So you did all the sports and you're like, <laughs> all right, we got basketball. Yeah. This be the one. Yeah. Basketball's the one. Did <laughs> So you talked about how your family impacted. You have six sisters. Do mm-hmm. they play any other sports as well? Did they kind of play basketball with you, or did they kind of choose their own path? Um. So I have a twin sister. She started playing basketball with me, but um, she's a little more on the girly, girlish side. <laughs> I'm more of like the tomboyish. So she stuck with cheerleading because we also both cheerle- uh, did cheerleading at first too. Nice. Um, and she stuck with cheerleading. Um. My younger siblings, two out of the three of them, uh, they try basketball. One of them is currently still playing in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, it's just something to keep her in shape, keep her busy and, you know, out of trouble and stuff like that. And then my older sister, she also played, but she stopped after high school as well. It was just, like I said, just something to keep her in shape and stuff like that. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So going into your high school career, you, you some really high accolades. You finished 24th. Uh, on All-Star Girls Report uh, regarding recruiting-wise. Um, in the 2019 Courier Post, you were named the Player of the Year as a senior. You were one of the five finalists in the New Jersey State Player of the Year. So a lot of great things you did at um, Gloucester Catholic. Were there any memorable bit games that you had there? And like, what was it like playing there? Um, One big game... I forget what was the name of the high school, but I know it was the high school that Diamond Miller played on. And because, you know, uh, just from like AAU as well, not even just high school, um, it was always like a thing when it came to me and her playing against each other. So uh, that was a pretty big game. You know, a lot of the um, school came out, a lot of fans came out that game. And that was just very a very fun and competitive game. Uh, that was probably my favorite one out of my whole high school's uh seasons. Um and what was your Oh, uh, just like what was it like playing at Gloucester Ca- uh, Catholic? Like was there um certain things that you did in your high school career that helped you excel in the college level? Um I definitely enjoyed playing there. You know, I I transferred there my sophomore year, so um and I sat out my my first year there because of just, like, transfer rules and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But it was fun. Um, I think I think that was also another time where I was put in, like, a leadership role, but mm-hmm. I still wasn't in, like, the mindset of, like, 
taking leadership beyond just like leading by example, you know, like actually like verbally leading and, you know, using my voice and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I think that was like the first time I've actually been put in like a leadership type of role. So, you know, it was a cool, fun experience for me. Um, and yeah, I enjoyed Gloucester Catholic. Like you said, um, the different accolades mm-hmm. and stuff, mm-hmm. they, uh, playing there allowed me to have those types of things as well too. So, and having Lisa Gadeka as a coach as well, she, boy, she got on me. <laughs> <laughs> she really got on me, but you know, it was something that I needed and it definitely prepared me for college. Yeah. She knew you had that greatness in you. It's like, yeah, bring it out. Yeah. Yep. And I know you just mentioned that you had that leadership role in high school and now you went to Duke and Virginia Tech and you had different roles. And now going back to Seton Hall, mm-hmm. you have that leadership role again. Do you see similarities from like leading in high school to leading in college at all? Or is there kind of a difference there when you're leading high school versus college? Um, yeah, like I said, um, in college is more so I have to be more vocal hmm. um, and just be more comfortable with my voice, you know, and okay. being confident when I do say something, you know. Um, because, you know, if you're not confident in what you're saying, how can you expect somebody else to be confident 100%. in what you're saying as right. well? Um so, yeah, I think that was the biggest difference. So it's more like leading by example in high school because, like, obviously you'd be really, really good right. at all the accolades show. Then when you get to college, like, everyone's already good. You need to be more directing traffic right. and more communication. That's good insight. Exactly. That's really yeah. Good. yeah, especially um, when coming onto that college team, everyone in the high school level, I know on the swim level, like, you're at that high school level when you're swimming club or doing AAU or, or playing in summer league and stuff like that, you have that automatic leadership role because you're doing it so much, like doing swimming you're all year round, doing basketball. So right. you kind of get put into that leadership role. And then it's when you get to college, everyone has that same leadership role and it's kind of piecing those uh, puzzle pieces together and figuring out how can we make this work so that we can excel and, and, and right. become greater and greater right. uh, each and every day. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what, kind of what I found like through my now five, our, our five years now. <laughs> right. We call ourselves Fif- the grandpa. 15 here. years of college 15 experience years here. years of college <laughs> athletics. Um, but um, for all for seriousness, uh, but the leadership role is huge, and that's something also I had to learn too. Um, so when you were growing up, who was your biggest role model? Uh, when playing sports, was it there? Was there you kind of mentioned before there were basketball players that you looked up to, but was there uh, anybody else that you saw as a role model? Um, I would definitely like to give a lot of credit to like my AAU coach and um, someone that I trained with, um, Alan. Uh, I think they like outside of basketball, they instilled in me like a lot of. Um, like things that I can carry on as as far as like my character and like how I carry myself, how I present mm-hmm. myself, um, and how to like hold myself accountable too. As far as just like you know, you are I'm in charge of my career. I'm in charge of how I perform. I'm in charge of you know how I think, how I how I control myself, and uh, you know things of that nature. So I think they have helped me come a long way as far as, you know, those types of things. Yeah, I think those club coaches kind of set you up for, for success, or AAU coaches, like, set you up for success beautifully. Mm-hmm. Because you'll, you'll during that, those high school years, you're going to have highs and you're going to have lows. And you need those coaches that kind of like, okay, like you don't want to act like this in college. Like, you have right. to kind of grow up here. So those are huge mm-hmm. role models. I go every... Uh, Christmas, Thanksgiving, I go back to my club coach and, and 
it's like a family reunion because that's how close you get with one another because yeah. you're like you basically you raised me from that high school to college level you got to where i needed to be yeah, yeah. and i i can't imagine i know with baseball it's a, it's a little different traveling on the road like on the just on the weekends i don't really know much about club basketball but mm -hmm. i'd imagine you guys are there if i can going off for tournaments and there for a while and spending a ton mm -hmm. of time together in the hotel i mean on the traveling road, bus, together yeah. right yeah so you really i mean that's probably the closest thing you can get to like a college travel it's like yeah, you're yeah. really with one another so the impact of like your your teammates and coaching have is, is really really high at that point yes. yeah yeah no that is for sure so when you were first getting recruited what did that look like for you and would you give any advice to now high school players looking to get recruited by d1 uh schools uh yeah, so when I first started getting uh getting recruited, it was definitely something that caused me like a lot of like stress and anxiety mm -hmm. because you have to be able to differentiate like you know, who's just saying this just to get me here and who's honestly like keeping it real with me mm -hmm. type of thing. Um and I'm grateful that I had like my AAU coach along that uh, journey with me to help me decipher that um but yeah I think my advice to anybody being recruited by D1 uh D1 programs whether it's basketball or any sport um ask questions you know mm -hmm. ask questions that are going to pertain to like your role uh your playing time um how they see you like fitting into their program, if you even fit into their style, like mm -hmm. their style of play in their program and stuff like that. Um, because like I said, coaches, they'll sell you a dream. And then when you get mm -hmm. there, it's like something totally different. So ask questions and really figure out like, is this the school meant for me? Like, and don't just go to a school because of a name or, you know, just because of something that you can get out of it. Like, and I know NIL is such a big mm -hmm. thing now. So, and that has caught a lot of athletes' attention where it's like, okay, I'm going here because this is where I can get the most money and stuff like mm -hmm. that. But I feel like you come to realize, like, all money isn't good money. So mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. you'll get there, you'll have that money, but are you having a good time? Are you having right. a good experience? Like, are you getting out of it what you really wanted to get out of it as yeah. far as, like, your basketball career is yeah. uh, concerned? Right, like, is it, like, is that money, like, really worth it for the sense of, like, playing for this one season period right. of time? And then also what you're saying, you go back, you are you were saying before about accountability and how your coach, your AAU coach, yeah. told you to be, or taught you how to be, like, accountable. It seemed like you were really really emphasizing that now in the recruiting process. Like, be accountable, do your yeah. research, like, ask those questions yep. they have to coaches. Like, see through <laughs> that because you have to do due diligence because it's going to be you that's going to be there for four years exactly. or a season. Mm -hmm. And so, like, it, it sounds like, like you did your due diligence and you like were made sure like, like where am I going to be and all that. And you learned that over time. So mm -hmm. I, I think that's really awesome. My information. Yeah, that is, that is for sure. Now that you're, you're playing closer to home now, what is it like playing so close to home and being able to be closer to your family? Um, it's great. Uh, when I first had decided to go to Duke, I was like, you know, I don't really mind being away from mm -hmm. home. Uh, even when I went to Virginia Tech, I was like, oh, six, seven hours. Okay, that's fine. Like, I'll just visit y'all on, like, breaks and stuff like that. But, you know, as as basketball started to become, like, you know, a little difficult at times for me when, like, it wasn't going well or, like, you know, I was struggling, like, whether that be mentally or, mm -hmm. you know, physically, emotionally, whatever the case may be, um, I found myself, like, really wanting to be around my family uh, because – 
they kind of are just like the only people that can get me out of a funk for real and make me like be back appreciative for the things that I do have, you know, the things that I do genuinely love and care about. Um, So now that I am closer to home, it's like, Anytime I'm in a funk, oh, I'm out of here. I'm going down the highway and I'm <laughs> yeah. going home. So uh, I just love it. And then, like, having them at every home game is, yep. like, it's That's great. Huge. I always look up and just see them sitting there. So I love yeah. that. I, I was the same way because when I was getting recruited, I, I was getting recruited some some schools out of the state, some a little farther. I'm from, like, North Jersey, so 45 minutes away. Mm-hmm. I, I chose here, and I'm like, oh, it's going to be too close. Like, am right. I going to, like, am I gonna like, like being really close to school? First me, I saw my parent, my, my mom, my sister, and my grandpa all sitting up there watching me first week. I'm like, I, this was a, right. the, the right choice. <laughs> yeah. And it was so cool. Do your parents get to come down, looters, they get, often? They they make the trips. I'm from the Boston area, so it's okay. about four or five hours away. And uh, they make they make the trip. It's uh, it's definitely the best though. Like I totally yeah. get what you're saying. Like when your parents and your loved ones are in the stands, like nothing really like beats that as like right. a college athlete or high school athlete when you have like your your family there like mm-hmm. supporting you. Like no matter how you do, good, bad, like they're there they're supporting there. you. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Do they when you guys play Providence? That's an easier drive for them. Yeah. Oh, uh, we don't. We're not in Providence. We don't baseball. There's no baseball in Providence. What? Newsflash. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, I they, 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 yeah that's crazy. They used to, but uh, Providence is not a baseball team. Uh, DePaul, no baseball. Marquette, no baseball. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I did not know that. You yeah. learn something new every day, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so let's 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 transition into the time here at Seton Hall and. Uh, talk about what it's like playing for Coach Bazella. We've gotten to talk to him a lot through the station here, uh, getting to interview him, and he just got his 500th career win uh, this past uh, during the Bahamas um, uh, weekend. So, what is it like playing for Coach Bazella? Uh, Coach B, he is a very funny guy, very loving guy as mm-hmm. well. Um, I think he can be a little crazy sometimes, but I think that's what makes him him, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, anybody yeah. who knows Coach B is just like, when he does have those moments, it's like, oh, that's just Coach B being Coach B, you mm-hmm. know? And you learn to not really take it to heart, honestly. Um, because at the end of the day, he he will come up to you and, you know, like, talk to you and explain, like, why he said what he said or why he did what he did. So I think having that, um, like, kind of, like, tough love relationship with him is is great because he knows how to have, like, an even balance of, like, getting on you and then, like, making sure that, you know, I still love you at the end of the day. I just mm-hmm. want what's best for you. Um, and, yeah, he, he brings a lot of excitement to the team. Um, I feel like he he has, like a like, his inner child comes out. A lot. Mm-hmm. And I like that about him yeah. because some coaches are just serious all the time. And it's like, dang, can we loosen up a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> like, But I think, like I said, he has a healthy balance of doing that mm-hmm. with us. So I love that about him. What What is the energy he brings to practice? Because I know watching from the, fa- the, the stands when there's sometimes a, a foul that's given that he thinks is not right. He kind of he sometimes loses it on the sideline. And, and the energy is amazing. And, yep. and he's ready to, to defend you guys tooth or nail with those fouls. So what is practice like with the energy he brings each day? Um, Just a lot of passion, mm-hmm. honestly. You know, anything that we're doing, defense, offense, um, it doesn't matter. He's passionate about everything because uh, at the end of the day, he wants to win. And he wants mm-hmm. us to mm-hmm. he wants us to win for the sake of us being successful within, like, our own individual basketball careers as well. So, um yeah, and like you say, he's going to fight for us. Whether yeah. it's on a basketball court or not, he's going to defend your name and make sure that you're okay at the end of the day. So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, you definitely see that energy. We'll be watching out for it tomorrow uh, <laughs> at tomorrow's game. So, what does a typical week look like for you here at Seton Hall, like practice wise? Um, what are some of the things you're doing on and off the court, whether it's the weight room or training room or stuff like that? Um, so every morning I'll come, I'll go and do, um, I'll get treatment done with Deja, uh, for about like a half hour to 45 minutes. Uh, and then I'll go upstairs and I'll do about like a half hour, like mini workout before practice. Um, just shooting, you know, working on my mechanics, mm -hmm. uh, working on the shots that I typically will get in the game. Um, and then we'll have about like a two hour practice. Um, and then sometimes I'll shoot after, sometimes I won't, depending on how I'm feeling, depending mm -hmm. on how long uh, practice was. Right. And then, yeah, pretty much after that, it's just a oh, day to myself. What what is it, what does it look like recovery-wise? Like, you know, you mentioned, like, hey, if you, it sounds like that you know, like, whether to push through or not. Mm -hmm. you say, like, sometimes I go after I'll shoot more shots, sometimes not. Mm -hmm. I know for some athletes that, and a lot of us that go, like, really hard on, like, a daily basis, like, doing extra work and doing all that, how do you know, like, whether to take, take a step off the gas and like be like, Hey, I need, I need more time to recover. Mm -hmm. And what do you do to recover? Um, honestly, I just listen to my body. Mm -hmm. Um, which I think a lot of people don't do Like, like you said, some people just want to go hard, go just hard, go, go hard. hard yeah. Not understanding that like you have to rest too. Like right. rest is very, and recovery is just as important. Um, and for recovery, I'll do like contrasting between like the hot, uh, the hot tub and the cold tub. Um, yep. I do like boots sometimes, and so yeah, that's pretty much what it consists of. Awesome, perfect. That cold tub is like like <laughs> I look at that thing sometimes. Like, Not oh, easy. At I don't want to go in there. That looks terrible right now. But at the end of the day, I know it'll make me better. Yeah, <laughs> it just looks so cold. You just look at it and you're just like, oh, that looks cold. Right. And you're looking across, <laughs> and you're looking across at the hot tub. You're like, oh, oh that right. <laughs> Yeah, it, but but at the end of the day, you know, I remind myself it's gonna make me better. So hop on in there. Come on, just eight minutes. It's just, just eight minutes. Oh my gosh. Dude. Yeah, you yeah. do better than me. How much you How much are you doing? In that? Mm -mm, I do three, 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 three minutes. Oh, in, I, in each I go. You guys back are both better than me. I'm like my thirty seconds, I, like several minutes in the hot. Here's what, I'll, here's what I'll do though. I kind of cheat the system. I'll have like one of those floaty devices. I'll put my feet up so my feet don't get cold. And then I'll have my hands out of the water so my hands don't get cold. So it's just like my shoulders, my back, and my legs get the cold, and I'm set. The extremities are outside, not yeah. getting all cold. So are you are you like all? Uh, mm -mm, I just stand up. I go oh, down legs, a couple yeah. of steps, uh -huh. not all the way to the bottom, <laughs> but like to the to the second to last step, and then I'll just stand there because it really just be my knees and my thighs uh -huh. that I'm trying to yeah, get, sure. and then yeah, that's feel, it for me. I feel like we have a thing with every student athlete and be like, all right, how deep do you go into the cold tub, and how much are you in or not? Past my stomach is a no go. Yeah. Some of the girls on the swim team, they are like fully like even the guys like toes in, like they're like, ah, oh, this is nothing. I'm like. Yeah. What do you mean? It's cold in yeah, there. They're like, no, it's fine. Absolutely not. I'm like, no, thank you. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hands out, toes out. I'm sitting there like doing like the, the what's what's that uh, ab exercise called? The uh, I'm trying to blank what it's called. It's like um, you have your arms out, extended out like this. I you know what you're talking up. about. Yeah. Um, what is it called? Wait, when you're out like lying out like this. Yeah. And then you bring, like, bring it back in. No, after, no, no, no. Your legs are up. Oh, six inches or my legs are up six inches. Your hands are out. I don't know what it's called. Someone, someone, know. let me know what it's called. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Make that a little trivia question at the end. Right. <laughs> um, but so uh, we have a game tomorrow. Are you, what are some of the games that are you looking forward to? Whether that's like traveling to a Big East conference game, or um, or is it more of a just taking one game at a time and kind of going from there? 
I think I will approach every game the same, you mm-hmm. know, the same mindset um, and with the same focus. Uh, but it's definitely some games that I look forward to mm-hmm. more than others, I would say. Um, some of them we already had, like uh, the Rutgers game, right. the USC game, mm-hmm. even ECU the ECU game was a good game for us to have. Um, I was I looked forward to Princeton. Um, I look forward to playing Villanova, UConn. Mm-hmm. Like I like the 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 tough teams, the yeah. teams that people don't expect us to to win. Those mm-hmm. are the teams that I really am like. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It would, it would, I gotta just give you a little shout out here when we saw you play Rutgers. I know you got kind of Rutgers like defending the home state. Love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And then I went to go sit, sit down. I was just I was just talking to her before to Azana before this when you were out of the room and I sat down I look up and she's bringing the ball up the court and she went like behind the back to go around the Rutgers <laughs> defender and I'm like oh my gosh we're having her on the podcast <laughs> let's well, go we got the sh- we, uh, men's team you got you got to sweep them now we 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 won Rutgers and women's basketball oh, right. yes. men's team you got to do your job you got to got to sweep yep so that's the, that's the one game I star every year. I'm like I gotta go to that game, no matter what. Every I'll, I'll stop everything. I gotta go to that game. So yep. I'm excited. I sadly didn't get to see the the your guys play. I think we're down in West Virginia at the same time. Mm. But I saw the score. I'm like, yes. <laughs> so that was that was huge. Um, la- last question about kind of your time here at Seton Hall. Is there an environment that you've gotten to play while being at Seton Hall that you're like, whoa, this is crazy. Like this is gonna be the uh, like up there most memorable games I've played environment wise. Mm. I definitely think UConn was definitely mm-hmm. up there. You know, their yeah. fans really show up for them. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that was a pretty – I think that was probably one of the most, like, packed out games that I've saw mm-hmm. since I've been here. Um, and our – Walsh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Walsh shows up. Yeah. For yeah. sure. So I think all the home games. Mm-hmm. That that is for sure. I can't wait. Like I said, I, I've said it a bunch. I can't wait for tomorrow. I'm yeah. so pumped. Yeah. Um. So, you got to do something really cool this summer. You got named to the Team USA three uh, three by three, mm-hmm. um, under twenty four team, and you really got to compete against around the world. You played Romania, Canada, New Zealand. You got to play in some different places, including Hungary and, and Mongolia. What was that like for you this summer? Getting to play kind of all over the world. Um, it definitely, it was an experience that I never even saw coming, you know, honestly. Um, and something that I'm so grateful for because I feel like that has just, you know, opened so many doors already for me. Um, but it was just, it was great, you know, getting to see new things, uh, see different like cultures and stuff like that. Um, being able to play a different style of basketball that I didn't even know anything about. I didn't even know 3x3 existed, mm-hmm. for real, for real. So just playing that game, that really helped me tap into, like, when I used to play street ball, mm. like, outside on the court, um, you know, with the guys and stuff like that. Uh, I think it really just it helped me improve, like, my one-on-one game, honestly, um, because that's something that I've gotten away from over the years playing college basketball. So, um, yeah, I think it just it helped, like I said, help open up that side of me again, that, that's, uh, like, basketball side of me again. Um, and then just meeting the, the new people that I have came in contact with, with, like, Team USA, um, so many great people that I have learned from, uh, including, like, I got to play with, like, Haley Van Liff and 
Cameron Brink, uh, Madison Scott, people like that. So it was just great being able to be around other great basketball players that like I've never had the chance to play with before. Yeah, that is for sure. So what were some of the things that you got to learn from playing with different girls from different college uh, styles? Like you said, Cameron Brink uh, from Stanford, Cindy Lane Taylor from Louisville, and Haley Van Lith from LSU. So what was that experience like? Um... I think I've got to being able to see like them play basketball in person. It really helped me to, I guess, see them not in like a different light per se, but I don't know. I just didn't expect for it to be how it was. Like, honestly, like seeing uh, Haley play, I was like, wow, she really is like a a real hooper. Like she's really gets down in the nitty gritty, like (laughs) especially like defending like that girl. She could really defend. Um, Sydney Taylor can shoot out the gym. Like, I mean, some of the shots that she was making, I'm like, what? (laughs) Like, how did you do that? And then Cameron, I never would have thought, like, just like her personality, I never would have expected her to be like that. She's such just like a a high vibrational, like, person. She's always happy, you know, smiling, joking around. Um, And then when she gets on the court, she's a – she she's, she's another a yeah she's a, she's a tough one out there so um being able to play with her it was just like yeah if she was fired up that just helped everybody else get fired up and that just made it so much like 10 times uh better that's awesome and i bet it's a different i mean i don't know for myself personally but for five on five versus three three like it must be such a different game and you were saying how you had like your one-on-one and you went back like you were just playing with the guys and street ball and all that mm-hmm. so growing up it was a lot of three three v three and whatnot yeah so going back to your old roots and whatnot like all right i've done this right. before i've done this before right <laughs> exactly and playing with the best of the best it's such a cool cool opportunity and over in in europe and different countries mm-hmm. any cool experiences there that like really highlight when you were out, outside the basketball court when you're over in europe just like think... buying bracelets or anything like that from the <laughs> <laughs> um Actually, the first the the first tournament that I played in in Chile. Um, oh, not even in Europe. Oh, in South America. Oh, very mm-hmm. cool. Very yeah. Um, there were a lot of like stray dogs out there. Beautiful dogs. I mean, the ones that people pay an arm and leg for out here mm-hmm. were out there just roaming the streets, and they were nice dogs. Like they'll just walk up to you if you was eating something. They just walk up to you, give them some, and they walk away. Um, one of them actually ran onto the court because it was <laughs> indoor, but the doors were like always open. Uh-huh. And one of them actually ran onto the court while the the men's teams were playing, and we was like, "Yo, somebody gotta get the dog." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was pretty cool. And then um, we got to like walk around the uh the city like area, and you know just seeing the different things out there was pretty cool as yeah. well. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, that that is amazing. I, I'm jealous because I've yet to leave the country, so uh, it's a thing I want to do. And you getting to represent Team USA and yeah. get to play some basketball—that that is that is so much fun. Um, so, getting to play for Team USA, how did how has that translated coming back here to Seton Hall as uh, being one of the captains of this year's uh, team? Um, I think. It definitely helped me as far as, you know, how I was saying I had to get more used to, like, being a vocal leader. Um, And that was one thing that, like, my coaches would tell me that they paid attention to, like, when they would watch the 3X3 games while I was um, out wherever I was playing. uh, They were like, 
we seen you talking so much in the huddles, like like you were like leading them and telling them, you know, like where to go, what to do and stuff like that. And they were like, you know, we love seeing that out of you because that's what we're going to need you to do this year. So um, I think that's really one of the biggest things that I've carried over into coming back and playing with Seton Hall. That's pretty cool that your coaches acknowledge that too. It's like, mm-hmm. like we, we see you doing that. Like, wait, that's what we want you to be. Right. Like, they had that reaffirmation. It's always like really cool as a player. Like, hey, we know you can do that, and we know that you you did it there. Like, come back and do it for exactly. us here. Let's yes. do this. That's really <laughs> yeah. cool. And 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 Coach Bazella kind of talked to us when we t- got to sit down and talk with him. Here's here's some of the stuff that he got to talk to us about you. He says, Mazana is one of my favorite players all time to coach. She's always looking to improve. She's a tremendous team oriented player. As long as all. Uh, all, she's always trying to get better by working hard and listening and studying the game and being herself. She is a tremendous leader with her work ethic and her unselfishness. Azana has never let adversity define her. She's all she's going through a lot of it on the basketball court and in her life, and has overcome to be a super successful basketball player and even and an even better person. I'm blessed to coach her, and I love Azana very much. And talk to us a little bit about he, Coach Bazella talked about your studying habits. Like, what are some of the things that you do? Um, to study for each and every game and uh, kind of prep yourself prior to uh, each game? Um, I think this year, more than ever, I never would have thought that I would get to this point But because uh, I never used to do it. Um, like watching film on my own, I never really um, – realize the importance in that like outside of like you know how you have like a team film session or whatever mm-hmm. for about like 15 20 minutes before like practice and stuff like that um that's just not enough like realistically and I think I really I really made it a point of emphasis like for myself to like watch film to actually study these teams see what they do and i over just, like, these couple of games to start out the season, I've really seen how, like, that has helped me just, like, be, you know, extra prepared for when the game uh, came around. And when you're looking at film, so you're, you said you're looking at the other team. Mm-hmm. Do you look at yourself also and be like, all right, like, I had a really good move there or I had, I'm doing really good, I'm getting defenders to bite on that. Do you do you find yourself looking at more like what can I improve on or what I did really good on in the film? Um. Well, I'm talking more so like before we actually play the game. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, got yeah. you. I got you, got you. Got like you. them playing other teams, I like to pay attention to like their tendencies. I see. Like, I see. Yeah, I got you. Um, how they are defensively, who scores the most, uh, what's, what's every player's like favorite move, their go-to mm. move, uh, you know, stuff like that. And I do, I do watch film of the games that we play in as well to see what I can better improve on as well. That's always, even, oh, my gosh, uh, the game Wednesday. Yeah. Um, not going to lie, didn't have the the best uh, shooting game. Um, but my coach, he told me, like, come on, come in, let's watch film. And as much as I didn't want to do it, <laughs> I was like, I have to because you have to do it even when it's hard. Uh, even mm-hmm. when you don't want to, you still have to do it just to, like, you know, make you a better player. Yeah, that that is for sure. So what would be – this is before advice to a pirate segment. I just want to make that clear. But we're asking for all the advice we can get here. So if like let's say you talked about just just now you just said like Princeton wasn't your best shooting night. So what advice would you be give to any student athlete that might have had like a rough game, a rough practice or yeah. whatever to kind of overcome that and and just work through that into the, your next game and how, how how would you do that? Um It's funny cuz me and my coach were actually coach Jose, me and him were just talking about it today. Um you know like the game and like how I did and stuff like that. And he kind of reminded me like 
you know, you put in so much work this summer. You put in so much work even, like, during the season, last season. So it's just like you're going to have bad games, or not even necessarily bad games, but you're going to have nights where you're not shooting the best, you know. Um, but you still don't doubt yourself, don't doubt your capabilities just because you had one bad shooting night, you know. Uh, still be confident in yourself. Still be confident in your shot. Don't shy away from something just because it's not going how you thought it would go. Um and I was like, you know what? You're you're right. Like I did put in the work. Um, I've seen these shots go in a thousand times over again. So it's no reason for me to feel like I'm not any less capable mm-hmm. of doing that just because one night was it didn't really go how I planned it to. Right. It's like not like one one night affect everything else. Yeah. And right. And just having the reaffirmation from your coach, like you've put in all this work. Right. It's already done. It's kind of giving yourself a little bit of credit almost. Like I. Have them go into the, the cookie jar a little bit. Like I played for Team USA. I did all this preparation beforehand and working out and watching film and all that. Like right. I got this. Like it's gonna be all right. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like you just said. Great to hear those those positive affirmations from from coaches, even even parents. Like hey, like right. look, like one bad game's not gonna define your whole career as a a basketball player, swimmer, baseball player. It's how you overcome those obstacles during your season, your practice day, your really anything because that's how you get better as a person that's how you get better as a player so huge words of advice there so let's get into the real advice to a pirate question (laughs) really quick now so um talk to what advice would you give to any any pirate student athlete that's trying to work their way up from maybe that they have more of a, a role player role whether that's on the bench to like a starter role um what what advice would you give to uh, any student-athlete that's trying to make more of an impact on the team? Um, I would tell them to, to one, um, recognize their role on the team or, like, see, like, where the team would most need them. Like, where can they be most effective? And then just work at that because, you know, if the team, if we're bad at rebounding but you can rebound like a – like a mug out there, I promise you they're gonna play you. Like, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much just do the little things until you do get to that that leader that leading role, that starting spot or whatever you know you're trying to get to. Um, just do whatever is needed at that time until you get there, and then that's where you can start to you know start expanding more and more and more and more. And that's where where your coach will start give you more of a leash as well, as far as sure. like you know making mistakes and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and still being able to stay out on the floor. Yeah, awesome. That's yeah. that's amazing uh, advice uh, from you, and I think, especially like it's hard to say for my sport because at the end of the day, until you get to Big East, everyone gets a lane. You get to show your opportunity every meet. You get to you get a lane. You can put up sometimes. I know, guys, for your sports, you you have five positions on a court. Mm-hmm. You guys have nine, and um, it's important, especially for you guys, to work your way up through. You have to go through that process. You might have to sit and wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a little bit to get that role that you're trying to find and, and you want to be at. So right. uh, I commend like both of you guys for like taking that time and saying, okay, where taking that taking that step back and saying, okay, how can I make my team better? Just little things first to get to the goals I want to be at. Right. Yeah, and you mentioned before you had when you were at your previous schools in Duke and Virginia Tech, you had more of a different role than the leadership role you have now. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to like mentor someone on your team, I'm imagining like you're like. Hey, I've been where you're at. Like, right. It's like I I know what that feels like. I know like kind of what I had to do. Like here's what I would give you as advice. And 
I think your, your teammates who obviously look up for you and speak very highly of you really appreciate that. And I, yeah. I, I can kind of see that with being more vocal later now. Right. Yourself, you're definitely probably doing that. So that's all really good stuff. Yeah, amazing. So let's we're going to wrap it up here with our last segment. It's called Walk the Plank. They're going to be a little more fast-paced uh, questions here. Um, so I hope you're ready. Uh, what is your go-to song before every game? Um, Statement by G Herbo. Ooh, no hesitation Ooh, there. there. Boom. <laughs> there we go. So I, I, I chose these three, but you can add others to our little ranking. Rank these places that you played this summer. Canada, Romania, and New Zealand. Sorry, guys. Uh, New Zealand. New Zealand is one. Okay, what's next? What's two and three? Canada. Canada and then Romania. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay, fair enough. I've never been to any of them. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'll take you word for I guess the soft place I'm going to have to go uh, when I get out of the country, New Zealand it is. That's I wouldn't mind New Zealand. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. So you got to do a lot of traveling this summer. Is there one place in the world that you would like to travel? Yes. I want to go to Egypt. Really? Why mm. Egypt? Just a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's so much history and mm-hmm. uh, their culture and stuff like that out there that I would really love to experience. No, yeah. That is for sure. I want to see the pyramids in person. Like Facts. If, if I ever like ride a camel, see, yeah. all that. <laughs> but you see, you see the pyramids in pi- pi- uh, like pictures and stuff. Like, ah, it's not that tall. But like, when you go, it's probably like, whoa, that's, right. that's tall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, there was there was I had an old teacher who talked about when he had family out there and they would like bar they want they had all these like these um these merchants selling stuff mm-hmm. there and I mean you might be know more than me but they were they would ask you like to buy this or a bracelet or this or uh-huh. that another thing. And you're not supposed to like give him like the money. Ask you have to like barter with them. And mm-hmm. he was just like, "No, nah, let's give him the money." He's like, "No, no, 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 no. give him like four four dollars for that, not this." <laughs> and all that. So it's kind of like the woman on the beach again with the anklets yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah. We barter with barter with him, right? Get the money. So, anyways, anyways. So okay, next one. Most memorable Big East game so far. It has to be this season. Oh, uh, it could be last season too. Um, sheesh, would it be Marquette? Marquette, yeah, that was a big one. Uh, it was at it was remind me at Marquette or here 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 right yeah that was a big one that I remember yeah I don't really I rem- I forget because you played them at Marquette close right mm-hmm. I'm drawing I'm I'm getting all my games confused here um, favorite WNBA team Aces Aces Las Vegas Aces just won a championship this past year mm-hmm. Major yeah. Wilson Major Wilson yeah your Huge player calm according yeah. to your right. teammate <laughs> <laughs> now that was back to back for them right yes so yeah that's that's a first time in cool. a while. Yeah. That's some, that, uh, or Kelsey Plum. That their their team is insane. They're really loaded. Good. Yeah. Yep. I guess that's a little follow up question. I didn't even, you didn't ask this interview. Would you have any aspirations to play professionally? Yes. Yeah. For sure. Awesome. Mm-hmm. What is that? When I don't mean to cut this off, and by any means, no, can't cut off a section, important section. No, you're good. What does that look like with the professional kind of route? Like, how does that happen? Like, getting in touch with scouts or whatnot? Like, what's the process look like there? Um, yeah, so you basically just, you have an agent or whatever, which I'll probably start to, like, figure out who I want to work with towards the end of the season. Um, mm-hmm. But you'll get an agent, you know. Um, and then, of course, it's the draft and everything right. like that. You get, uh, you could get asked to a training camp. And, you know, whether you make it or not, um, just getting asked to a training camp takes you a long way as far as, like, even just playing overseas, uh, that's something that's a good thing to have on your mm-hmm. resume to like, because you know, depending on where you play, you get different, you get paid differently. So, sure. yeah, having that on your resume um, and having that when you know you find your agent is pretty good for 
trying to decide where you want to play overseas. And I definitely want to play overseas. Nice. Yeah, Amazing. you have all that travel experience yeah. and everything. Are really <laughs> yeah. cool. And we were looking out for you. You'll be in some tropical place or even <laughs> w, down WNBA. Even I hope in WNBA. So. Yeah, you drop yeah. tropical go to a tropical place, come out to WNBA, like, we had her on the podcast. Right? <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely be rooting for you uh, yeah. through that pod, uh, through that process. Um, who is the funniest teammate here on the Seton Hall women's basketball team? Funniest? Me. Of course. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But, um... We'll have to have your teammates on so they can say you. So, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um... I honestly, I don't know if my teams would agree with me, but I think Brazil is pretty funny mm-hmm. just because she's very, like, she's someone who has very dry humor, and I think dry humor is the best type of humor, so. <laughs> um, biggest piece of advice that your family has given you through your college process? Uh, my mom tells me all the time, remain true to myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, remain true to the things that I stand for, my values, my core values. Um the standards that I have for myself, uh, things yeah. along that line. Yeah. Just stay true to me. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's a big piece of advice, huge. Last one for me. In one word, describe your playing style. Over the years, I've been called like a silent assassin because mm-hmm. I never really said much. And I still kind of don't on the court. So I would think that. Silent, Silent assassin. assassin. Love that. I like yeah. the play and do the talking. Yeah, like exactly. That. Love exactly. that. I like that. I think that might take the number one. Describe yourself, your playing style. I think that beats uh, <laughs> Mark uh, Wallier's uh, dog. <laughs> he sits he there, dog, dog. <laughs> so yeah, that that was amazing. So that 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 does it for me. Um, that's all the questions I have. Yeah. No. Uh, do you have anything else to add? Uh, anything else to? Contributed to the conversation. It's been an awesome conversation. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, thank you so much uh, for doing this. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. No, honestly. of course. It. Yeah, this is something we really enjoy doing. And now that we're kind of like catching a little more ground here and mm-hmm. had a few more guests on. Um, we really want to make this a podcast where we have all the really good student athletes on the court or in the field or in the pool, in the community, everything. And who, who they, we want this to be a podcast where they, the student hall student athletes that represent Seton Hall really well come on. We have to talk about them, right. their life what Seton Hall Athletics is all about, and uh, you do that to a T. And even in your two years here, it really been an awesome impact. So yeah. Yeah. thank you so much for being who you are and telling us about your story and all your, your life travel and kind of things <laughs> like that. We really appreciate it. We're rooting you on this whole season. Thank and you, guys. The process afterwards for professional basketball, too. So thank yes. you. Thank yes, you. I, again, thank you so much for working with us. It's been a crazy time here at Seton Hall uh, with everyone with games, meets, and stuff like that. So thank you for coming on, and we appreciate it. So that's going to wrap up episode 16 here with Azana Baines. And uh, I know everyone's going to be listening to this Monday, but a big, big events here uh, that we're excited to cover uh, throughout the weekend, and we're so excited to watch tomorrow's game. Um, so make sure you watch out for that content. Also watch out, the promo is coming. I, I teased it a while back now. It's, it's way back there, way, way, way. But it's coming out soon. Maybe some tickets, maybe some other things. But so watch out for that. That's going to come out next week. Uh, and also, we'll, we'll be at the, the watch party on December 5th when the, the men's basketball is playing Baylor. We'll have a little booth there. So make sure to come say hi, and uh, we'll uh, definitely uh, see you then. So from Justin Ostwick, Jonathan Luders, and Azana Baines, and we'll see you next time.